And like I'm assuming we can get our feet out of the ground before it. Re- yeah, you're not trapped in stone forever. Great. I won't do that to you. Um, yeah, he would though. Jumanji you can feel like you feel like starting to solidify. And you just sort of like pick your feet up and stand on it. Like <laughs> stone still t- tacky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, careful. The the rock's still drying. Um, oh my god! It made it. The, this creature made the Bethesda ground. <laughs> yes. We both go through the floor and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> we fall back through the ceiling. And now we're in the back room section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this creature from another... Mother. <laughs> Mother. From, an, from another cosmos is, uh, is evaporated in your basement, uh, leaving you only with the egg. And as it, it stands... Uh, Open, uh, forced open, so you know, a little worse for the wear, but definitely still open. Um, you can see the contents are a small-sized creature, purple of skin, large bulbous head with big black eyes like an insect, and tentacles dangling from the front of its face. Fuck that shit. Kill it. It's a baby illithid? Kill it. Sounds it. like, yeah. Let me put up a picture. It's baby Yoda. We literally just found baby Yoda. Kill it. I guarantee to you, whoever wrote the adventure wrote this to put Baby Yoda in it. It's purple, not green. Yeah, but if it was green, it'd be too obvious. It'd be identity yeah. theft. Well, was this out before Baby Yoda? Uh, this book was put into publication about five years ago. First season of Mandalorian is about that time, right? It's not Yoda, it's Adoy. Why can't I put this up? If it actually is in the adventure, I'm walking away. Going home. <laughs> <laughs> I want to open this for something else. Give us the baby, Brian. I want to see the I baby. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> you wouldn't. I can see it on the screen. It's pretty ugly. Hello, yeah. this is Werner Herzog. So, this is most Werner babies Herzog's are. sad beige clothing for sad beige children. Burlap is very in fashion. Oh, no. Oh, I kind of love it. It's so cute for something so horrible. That's what everyone said about Baby Yoda. This is... Why is it walking on its face? Well, right now it is not doing that. Right now it is dormant inside of this egg-shaped vessel that was containing. So uh, we create merchandise based on it. Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. There, we found illithid found skulls yeah. in something. Where still, was that? I still have that. That was in the, the Tourmaline mines? Yeah, yeah, that was in the mines, yeah. Okay. I don't think these things are related because there are terrestrial illithids as well. They are a thing that occurs on Earth. I know, just... Um, Seems convenient. So we found somebody's incubator pod, which means this crash ship was almost certainly an illithid ship. Or was transporting illithids. You know that as bad. As me, yeah, I'm saying that as a... Yeah, Kuspilad would not know that. Kuspilad has no fucking clue. He's like, that's fucking gross and I hate it. Yes. Zev comes out of the shadows and sees this and her eyes just go wide with uh, wonder and confusion. Mm. Octopus. Well, I did not expect to see a live one. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Did you punch a baby? In yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Oh, that was great. <laughs> well done. Um, we'll just close the egg and walk away. <laughs> Shake it up. It's a smoothie now. Uh, Zeb just looks at everybody, having just looked the signs of the thing, and just says, "May I?" Yeah. I step back. Was there anything else in it besides this creature? No. Nope, this just appears to be like a gestation pod. She wants to first see if we've interrupted some sort of process. Okay. Um, How I would do that, maybe investigation. Investigation would be fine. Medicine would also be appropriate. Investigation. (laughs) We took the illithid out of the NICU. (laughs) 
Well, you didn't. Yeah, she's she's stumped. Okay. She's never seen... She knows the Hazak, but she does not know this particular approach. Um, you see, and, and I mean, you as Josh would probably recognize, this thing is hooked up to a number of like IVs and feeding tubes and the sort of things that are used by medical professionals to keep babies who can't eat on their own alive. Okay. Um, that's what this thing's connected to. You as Zev just see that there is a bunch of tubes and wires connected to a bunch of things that you can't identify and don't know the purpose for. Yeah. Uh, you guys, she just looks at you like very dumbfounded and does a very uncharacteristic shrug. No, she just like that, like that, like shuddering. It, it is okay, Zivelin. We know you are not suited to motherhood. <laughs> Do they not need to breathe? I ask you. My dealings with the Illithids has been limited to the occasional talk and spying. I have never dealt with them on a biological level like this. Spellix, congratulations, you're a mommy. <laughs> I, I suddenly no longer want that thing or anything anything to do with it. I suppose I'm going to just look for some valuables in this thing, and then think of what to do with this creature. Is it still, like... Like, is there any sign of life coming for it, or did opening the egg kill it? Madison check. Niantai would like to just... <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, if god. she's examining it, I'm gonna mastermind assist her. Okay, you can make uh, that roll with advantage. Although your roll looks pretty good from here. It's the same yeah. roll. The same roll? 18. Right. 18 total. Um and also give me a either a sleight of hand or a stealth. Because I, I have the feeling that while you're trying to give this thing a cursory investigation, you don't want to be like it. Yeah. Hey, you awake? <laughs> you, could, you could ask Zep to do that if just slap like, the baby. Yeah, that's probably the better idea is to, to or make no. Zev do it. What? To make Zev do it. <laughs> yeah. Make Zev, make do Zev it. touch this weird thing. <laughs> this is well, this this is a trick to not touch it. To, right? to yeah. not touch it. Oh, so yeah, I, I, I should yeah. probably I misunderstood. Do that. Sorry. Never mind. Because you have to get close enough to investigate right. it. Yeah. All right. So gross, 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 gross. <laughs> so very delicately, and this is how I picture the scene going in my head. Like you're all sort of like looking at this thing, and you don't want to get too close to it. And Una's sort of you know, is the first one to be brave enough to get close to it. And she approaches it, and there's this tense moment where she's getting close enough to see if it's alive, and she's leaning in closer, like, very slowly, because she doesn't want to startle it or wake it up if it's alive. And she finally gets close enough that, like, she's, like, almost face-to-face with it, and you feel, like, the puff of air as it breathes out on you. Okay, well, they can breathe. Not from inside, it would seem. Do we think, like, table talk mode, not Pavu, because Pavu's not smart enough to have this thought, but, like, do we think that, like, this is the only survivor of that crash, or do we think that the survivors of the crash might come looking for this thing? We had a dream earlier where uh, the gnome in the dream was talking about eggs and recovering eggs, and then the guy who had had the dream, who was one of the really drunk old tired speakers, said that he had a dream about how the gnome lost his eggs and that they needed to send eggs to space. Um, uh, it sounds no, to me like the gnome. gnome is connected to this for sure. The gnome, I I don't remember the gnome asked, talking about eggs. I remember the gnome talking about the glacier. So a, a quick recap on what you remember from your dreams. Um, first of all, everything this gnome said to you uh, was spoken in either gnomish or kamish. If you speak gnomish, 
it was speaking in Gnomish. If you don't speak Gnomish, it was speaking to you in common. Um, that might not be something that had come up when you guys were comparing notes because it's the sort of thing that you wouldn't think of bringing up. You would just talk about what it said. Um, but it is an interesting wrinkle. Um, the next thing you remember is that um, it, when it did speak to you, the sentences it said were fragmented uh, and interspersed with static, like a bad radio signal. Um, what it did tell you is that um, there was an emergency crash landing, that life support was failing, and that they needed assistance. Um, it showed you, uh, by way of like astral projection, mm-hmm. where the ship was located, uh, but it used unfamiliar landmarks like a river of blood. Um, it showed you a silhouette of a mountain range that you recognized as being familiar to the horizon, although it lacked the details of the landscape to give you an idea of how to pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you got. And then when you met with Duvessa Shane in Bryn Shander, she was sitting with the uh, with another speaker, the speaker of Bremen. Uh, I, think it was, I think it's Bremen, um, and he is a old senile guy. And a lot of what he speaks is nonsense. But he also has claimed to have had these dreams, and he said that the gnome was looking for eggs, or looking for his eggs, or that and he lost his eggs. That gnome is not sk- Skulky Boy. No, no, okay. the, no, you have you have yet to identify that gnome <laughs> as an actual person. Okay, conspiracy theory time. Mm-hmm. River of blood. Yes, blood is red. Yes, it is. Rivers are made of water. That's true. That's not a conspiracy theory. Those are just facts. Crash site is in those mountains, Mm -hmm. which are across from Red Waters. Mm. Red Waters? Oh. Oh. Yeah. I didn't read the map close enough. Una Una is from there. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, so that's something Una would probably recognize. Yeah. River of Blood, Red Waters. Okay. It's called Red Waters because of a conflict... Turf war. Turf war. Between that's why Una hates Dune in school. No one yeah. survived that dance off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they brought it. <laughs> um, okay, so it, now we have this creature. Yes, you do. Um, putting it back in the egg, I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> Just like tape it back together. Yeah. Like. Well, it's open to tech magic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, still no magic. Everything okay. about this is technological. Damn. I guess detect technology? <laughs> yep. You detect it. It's right there. Wow, guys. <laughs> right where you thought it would be. <laughs> uh, Zev will just like sit down and like have her hands over her mouth. Okay. So this gnome could well be one of the slaves of the Illithids and is trying to, and they're using it, or just projecting an image of a gnome to present an amicable front to us in order to get us to do their bidding. Oh, no. So, perhaps if we have any hope of safe passage for any survivors that linger around this ship, it would behoove us to bring this. However, I've never known the Hazak to be vertically uh, grateful, as I do not think that they have that capacity. Or have no use for that particular emotion. Spellix, when you went to visit the crash site, it was unoccupied, correct? We didn't see any survivors, uh... We called out in Goblin and in Common and got no response from inside the ship. Um, but we weren't in a hurry to go poking around. We took what treasures we could from the wreckage, this being the best of them, and brought them back. Was the ship designed for people of my height or people of Gnomish height? Um, it was definitely... 
it, 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 judging by the size of the doors and the windows, I'd say maybe shorter than, than your height, maybe closer to mine. But maybe somewhere in between. Not quite as short as me. Like a prison ship, maybe? Uh, illithids are like tall, mm. right? Illithids are normal, medium human height. Five to six feet, probably. Maybe taller. I, for that reason, I don't think it was natively our tentacled friend. I think they were transporting this for some reason. This feels like not human trafficking. This feels like they're... This, this feels sketchy. This feels like... It's Wait. an elephant and an egg. What part of this seems like <laughs> not sketchy? Not yeah. sketchy. Yeah. No, but I... Elephosy. The thought I had is, like, <laughs> are, are they being, like, stolen or sold? Are they hostages? Like, is there... We need to see the ship to, to learn more. We yeah. just need to decide what to do with this in the meantime. My thought would be um, if Sai and Nickel Cow are in town, mm -hmm. have them babysit this while we leave. Okay. <laughs> Two men and an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, the first thing that... Uh, that's, that's what I will do is he'll create a uh, another fungal zombie to just sit on the lid and keep it closed. Okay. <laughs> is that good? I don't know. Well, I mean, you're leaving them in charge, and that's the best way they have of securing right. the lid. Sure. Done. Yeah. All right, Sai, you're in charge. Sorry, Dave, it's your fault. I'm assuming that we can freely open this thing again if need be. <gasps> yeah, Sai will just tell, tell the zombie to get off. There's, there's no chance that, like, there's there's things in there that, like, can only be controlled by, like, tentacly things that we might need, like, a tentacle-having thing to You're use. thinking, like, a handprint? Like, bring yeah. Like, I well, I, I think more likely she's thinking about, like, psionically activated electronics. Yes. Mm. Um, which is very, like... I mean, you would know this as Kate. It, it, it's very know, likely there's like, stuff that, that can only be activated with the Force, because um, they're Jedi, and why wouldn't they? Um, but as Pavu, you don't know what the fuck any of this means. Yeah, no, I can't make that leap, yeah. I, which is so hard. And you know what? Even if that's true, uh, we're not going to convince a baby to do stuff for us. It's a baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm imagining the sitcom version, like offshoot of this campaign, where it's just Pavu with the fucking well, the baby, on, like, Bjorn, a baby yeah. carrier on his chest. And uh, the the out of character thing too that Kuspelad has no fucking clue about is that might just be a gnome that's becoming an elephant. That's how they reproduce; they do infection. Would we know that though? No, we no. would not. That's why I say this is yeah. a thing I don't know in game. Nope. I'm going to try to forget that. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I do love all this conversation. This is the <laughs> best table conversation I've seen in a long time. It in my face. It did. Yeah. Its breath was, you know, it smelled like a baby. It smelled like fish. Disgusting. You know, because it came out of an egg. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's leave this place and forget about this conversation. <laughs> let's burn our house to the ground. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's leave it in the basement because we don't know anything about it. Yep. Well, that's a, that's a good question. You're leaving Sia and Nicolau in charge of this thing, but where are they keeping it? Are they keeping it in the house? In the basement. In the basement, in the basement. okay. Um, so like, what are you doing? Uh, what are you telling Anon and Spellix to do in the meantime? Because Spellix now that you know us. about this, Spellix is going with you, so yep, you got okay. him in, in pocket. And uh, Anon, you know, just, you know, if anybody comes, maybe let them in, but don't let them downstairs. Mm -hmm. Um... Tell them there's black mold down there. We don't we don't know what to do with this yet, so just don't even acknowledge it exists. Okay. Can, can we uh, take it back to the basement conversation, though? Yeah. I just want to make sure. Do we see more benefit leaving it here or taking it with us? Leaving it here. Leaving it here. Because we may come to the ship and, and find that we are unprepared. I don't know what preparation this will provide to us, and it's a tremendous amount of weight and difficulty to travel with it up a mountain. Yeah. Also, if it's a baby and it needed to be in the egg to survive, taking the opened egg... Into cold, into the cold elements, yeah. is not a good. Yeah. This thing that it's inside perhaps may provide it with ample warmth and life support. 
What I'm concerned about, in addition, is that if this thing were to break out, and we are responsible for letting loose an illithid in Bryn Shander, it will reflect poorly on us, to say the least. I mean, there's the, you know, it's got the whole mushroom sitting on top, so it's not gonna go anywhere. And, like, to be perfectly honest, is a baby. How far can the baby go? It's going to freeze, it's going to get out there, and it's going to be frozen calamari. Well, we were once babies, and look how we turned out. I would say, um, our, our estate here in Brinchander is the most secure location in the Ten Towns. Yeah. yeah. It has the Skyrim no one can break in and steal our shit rules, so. <laughs> I, I did I put that rule on the table. Yeah. Cool. But and also the town guard is here, like... Yeah, I think this is the safest... Yeah, if Brian, something, Brian said if the no worst case happens... House, so. Well, yeah, but he can just leave. <laughs> That's not yeah. stealing. But uh, if it does get out, this is the safest place for it to happen. And you're, you're trusting Sai and Nicolau are both trained combatants at this point. If there's a fight, they can yeah. handle it. Does um, it oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Does it look like this thing is primed to, like, let this thing out at some point? I mean, there's no, aside from the lid that you opened, there was nothing restraining it. I mean, maybe like a baby seat, baby car seat seat I'm, belt. I'm sorry, I meant like a timer or anything. Like oh, that. um. Yeah, I think timer. Yeah. We should have just twisted it like this. <laughs> Your mind flare is done. I, I um, Just make a straight intelligence roll. See if you can determine the, if something like that is going on. Listen to him. Make a game. Uh, 22. 22. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're okay. You're smart enough to, to, you know, with a little bit of like, you don't want to get close, but changing the angle around the outside of the opening, you can see some of the devices that are inside. Um, there is one, you know, you are disturbed by this, knowing what you know about elephants. There is one, uh, look, it looks like it's a feeding tube that's full of a gelatinous pink goo that uh, it looks like it's maybe about halfway full. So you figure maybe when that runs out, either this thing's going to wake up or it's going to die. Can I determine a rate? Like how many days you might have? Um, well, you know that this thing got picked up by uh, Spellix like a couple of weeks ago. So it's Probably taken taken weeks. about two weeks to get about halfway full. So you think yeah. you maybe got two weeks left. Yeah, we can. Zev will point this out. It is uh, being fed, presumably with brain matter. And we probably have only a couple of weeks, given the time, that's the time frame that Spellix found it. And what we have, we should keep this in mind as we travel. What we need to do with it will become a lot more apparent when we've had a chance to observe the crash. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and if, unless there's any parts of this thing that I feel like we can take off without damaging it, uh, we, yeah, we should probably just... I think Sev said her piece, she's done her investigation, and she's good. Perfect. All right. All I right. hope that one of us is the first thing it sees, so that it might imprint. Like, no. Imagine that. <laughs> Second worst Tamagotchi ever. <laughs> <laughs> Second verse. <laughs> uh, Alright, so um, you now have an egg full of a illithid baby being sat upon by a fungal zombie. Um, I love D&D. Yeah. <laughs> I just had the same thought. Oh, I'm sorry, I think it's cute as hell. I, I think it's That's cute. how they get you. Yeah. It's so That's cute. how all babies get you. Agreed. Um, so the plan is to leave the egg here with Nicolau and Sai and to travel south to number eight and see this ship crash for yourself. Mm -hmm. And as a reminder, um, this ship crash was described to you by Spellex, and Spellex is with you, so we can remind you this while you're en route. Um, this, this ship crashed following a blinding flash of light from the mountains um, in the direction that he believes that the um, Duergar Fortress, the Duergar Forge that uh, Zadarok Sunblight is inhabiting, is and that, that's why he's selling you this information because he thinks it'll help it you find the weapon. Mm -hmm. Yep, mm -hmm. and sorry, 
to draw a long rest before we go? If you want to, yes. To get, get spell ba- spells back as mm. necessary. Smells. Who uses those? They use, I use smells. <laughs> Wizards. You, ironically, you were the only one here who has to get spells back in a long rest. That is kind of funny. <laughs> that is weird, yeah. Yeah, I get to just punch people all the time. It's so great. <laughs> I gotta go. I take so a power nap and I'm fine. Well, it's, yeah, it's probably not a big deal then because I take a four hour rest, which isn't even sleeping. So, you know, whatever. Which will take four hours for Goos to get the dog sled set up and full of crap. Yeah. So, so do we, is three the Zardarok thing? No, uh, three three will not be the Zardarok thing. Okay. Um, the Zardarok thing nine. will be number nine, nine, which I have. Great. I have primed and ready back. And here. we just don't know where it is. So. Yeah. We don't know what three is yet, but I would assume that three is um, uh, Villain. It's it could be. Um, it also could be there is a, just a lot of side quests in this chapter, and it just may be one you never get to. Could be Dugan's Hole. Fuck Dugan's Hole. I will with a new hood. Can do, boss. It's already lubricant. Yeah, it makes its own lubricant. It's not even a threat. It just sounds fun. Yeah, they would think that it'd do its <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's great, because you put the whole front end of the elephant in the butthole, and you have the legs to hold on to, to get it back out, like a... a... No, just let it go. Or let it go. go right in. Just like... That's how it gets to the brain. If you are taking the Ten Trail, which I believe Una suggested, yes, uh, you can get to the foothills of the mountain. This is paths you're familiar with. This is when you first came to... The ten towns is the, the way you traveled, um, and then from the ten trail, you're going to want to branch off. Um, if you are native to Icewind Dale, actually, I'll allow anybody to make this check. This will be a history check, Ooh, um, like a regional history <laughs> check. Yeah. Can I get advantage? Oh fuck later? you! No, I'm gonna let okay. uh, after exposure to the illithid, my brain swells, and Two. I know everything about the Icewind Dale. Twenty nine. Oh, you know Icewind Chip. You know Icewind Dale. You know, the whole <laughs> ice, Icewind Rescue Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> Icewind Monterey. You really know Icewind Gidget. Whatever the girl's Gadget. 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 Gidget's a 1960s thing. Yes, it is. It's a- all right. So you are all fairly successful, and you would know that um, a lot of the land east of the Ten Trail and south of Dugan's Hole uh, in the foothills of these mountains is uh, Goliath territory. Uh, and while Goliaths aren't... Uh, aggressive towards outsiders by nature they can be very territorial and that particular uh bit of flatlands uh, until you hit the trees that are on the map there um that is where the uh goliath keep their uh woolly rhino pastures um they raise woolly rhino like we would raise cattle um so you're going to want to uh, tread carefully in those lands. You don't want to cross a fence line and be on Goliath territory because they will take unkindly to that. Pass without trace. What? Oh, pass, pass without <laughs> the trace. We pass without it. No traces. Be- between the Nadia accent and your fingers in your mouth, I couldn't understand what you said. <laughs> she said she killed John Wick's dog. Oh. You see, we're tracists. We don't like to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, see myself out. <laughs> I would like, um, let's do one collective group perception roll for random encounters as you travel down the ten trail. I'm going to keep eating these if you keep them out, by the way. Uh, That's what they're for. Thank you. Kate, you gave us a piece of Fish for survival or passive perception? Yeah, this is your thing. I'll let you roll. This is a... Pass without trace is not a stealth thing. Oh, okay. Or a perception thing. Yeah, this is just... just I got 15. 15, okay. Oh. 12. If you let me use survival, it's 15. If you let me use passive perception, it's 20. Okay, they're both successes, so it doesn't really matter. And what did you get? You got a no? Alright. Um, 
That was well. I'm seven. used to used to having an odd number of players for tiebreakers. So why don't you give me Nanatai's uh, roll? <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, he has a what is that? Fifteen. All right, that's success. Um, the t- the ten oh, trail is uh, markedly safer than traveling overland um, because it is patrolled by actual rangers employed by the ten towns uh, that keep things like the Thousand Arrows orc tribes from being bandits on it and keeps the goblins in Corkalock instead of on, you know, preying on the Tentrail. So, yeah, while so. you don't see any of these rangers, their presence is felt by the fact that you don't get attacked while you're on the open road. Nice. Um, I actually see one of those rangers every day. When you look in the mirror? <laughs> yeah, girl. If I looked like you, I'd never look in the mirror. Every time I look down and take a sure. piss, I'm like, oh, there's a ranger. <laughs> there's my little He's ranger. He's standing in attention. I call for it. Um, so, you travel south down the ten, the, uh, the ten Trail, and you are... At the edge of that forest, that uh, those sparse. We hear a monster. <laughs> a gibbering Belcher. <laughs> Tina gibbering Belcher. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, you are at the base of this uh, the tree line. These evergreen trees that grow at the foothills at the uh, foot of the uh, spine of the world mountains. When it becomes. Well, late enough in the day that you would think about stopping to make camp. You can either press on and reach your destination without camping, but risk exhaustion, or you may stop and camp. It's up to you. Like, how risky? Last time you were in the foothills of the uh, Spine of the World Mountains, you got swept off the path by an avalanche and attacked by an awakened owlbear. That's how risky. We unawakened that owlbear. Yeah, you hey guys, I think we should stop and, stop and take a rest. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any problem with setting up camp as long as we're still in the tent trail. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, <laughs> Una's just having a, like, moment. <laughs> you are getting close to things that you know. Um, speaking of which, how hungry are you, Una? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Why don't you give me a constitution saving throw? Oh my god. Not it. Five. Zev's really bony. Mm-hmm. Just saying. <laughs> oh yeah, so we'll boil you and make soup. Uh, I'm all sin you. Bone broth is really good for you guys. You've just got an answer to everything, don't you? I mean, we have a cow back home. He's literally made of hamburger. I mean, Kusblad also has that fat ass, so like... We've it's already all established, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking Pavu and Kus are having like a cheek off over here, like... Double cheeked off <laughs> on a Thursday. Spellix's is brain food. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I could add Spellix make your uh, tiebreaker, but it's funner to make Nyantai do it. Yeah, Nyantai's yeah. able. You can eat him. He's cool. <laughs> but Nyantai won't satisfy your hunger. All right, so you're going to make camp. Um, I cast alarm. Yeah. yeah. Who's uh, who's taking watch during this camp? I will take a watch. I will right. take a winch. Winch. All right. Um... You watching in pairs? You watching in singles? Let's watch in pairs. You and me. We'll watch. Yeah. Do we do we need to do that or, or like how do we get everybody to? I mean, we don't like need a long rest. Do we need three like, shifts or is two going to be sufficient? You could get a long rest for everybody in two because Zev sort of gets her long rest. Yeah, so you and I in the second shift. Mm-hmm. These two in the first shift. That way, you and I get the aurora. Or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you guys on the second shift, you said? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I would like uh, both of you guys to make perception rolls on the first shift. I mean, uh, 11. 11. Okay. Um, you 
hear sooner than you see the sound of uh, large creatures sort of stumbling around past the tree line. Um, the tree line is obscuring your dark vision. It's breaking up your line of sight. Um, and as you are thinking about waking up the rest of your party to try and get people ready for combat, um, you realize that it is some of these aforementioned uh, woolly rhinos that are out to pasture, for better lack of a better term, um, moving through the, the uh, thinner parts of the, the tree line behind you. Um, and they sort of just move on through looking for grass poking up out of the permafrost. They, they look skinny. They, they haven't been eaten well. Um, but they really don't pay you any mind, and they just sort of wander on their way looking for a place to eat, and you mm -hmm. are left in peace for the remainder of your watch. Um, Una. Yes. During their watch, mm -hmm. it's difficult to sleep. You have a rumbling hunger in your stomach that won't quiet long enough for you to actually fall asleep. Um, regardless of what you do tonight, you are not going to gain the benefits of a long rest. I don't think that impacts you too much right now. But uh, you are worried that if you don't find a way to keep your stomach quiet, it will be some time before you're allowed to rest again. And your jerky pouch is pretty much empty at this point. You're down to crumbs. Yeah. I'm crushing them up and like putting it in nails. water to like a couple of beard trimmings. <laughs> um, Una and Kuspalad, it is your watch. Level. Eight. Eight. Um, Passive of a million. <laughs> um, during your watch, it is uneventful. Uh, Zevelin and Pavu, you guys go to get your meditation or your, you know, your sleep while they watch. Um, your meditation is fitful. Your sleep is riddled with these strange gnome dreams. Yeah. Um, and it is... Um, and the worst thing is I have no pants on. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is uh, it is literally at the point where, like, your dreams are just the gnome standing at, just at the edge of the firelight or the torchlight. All you can see is his face, like, lit from underneath. So all you can see is, like, the shadowy features. And he's talking at a speed where the mouth is so fast you can't, you know, keep up with the lip reading but you can't hear words. And every time you think that you're awake and you're seeing something for real, you realize that you're dreaming. And every time you fall asleep and you see this, it's tempting you to wander out into the darkness beyond the torchlight and follow it. Mm. And you wake up before you catch yourself sleepwalking, but this happens two or three times during the course of your fitful rest. You still get the benefits of a long rest, but it is uncomfortable. Mm. Great music for that. Thank you. Um, and I, I am sort of putting my foot in it by saying you get a long rest, I'm giving it to you here. You shouldn't be getting the benefits of a long rest, but because you took one before you left the town and haven't used the resources, it really doesn't matter. You get a rest, you're not going to gain exhaustion. Yeah. Just say a rest is good. A rest is, yeah. yeah. A non-exhaustion period right. of time. Yes. Um, which means, Una, you are probably going to gain a level of exhaustion. Um, which can be alleviated by eating and then sleeping. I can also alleviate it with the power of ranger magic. Eats, shoots, and leaves. Can you, though? <laughs> the koala in the bar? Actually, yeah. I mean, yeah. Panda, actually. Oh, you're sorry. Uh, Kuspalad can just mitigate exhaustion. I have, a, I have a spell that does that once per day. Yeah. 
you would have to tell him what's going on. Mm. Right now, I don't think Koos will pick up on the fact that you didn't sleep. Nor am I spending my second level spell slot on you, you fucking teenage brat. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be sure to fail all of my skill checks when it comes to saving your ass. Become an adult right God. Oh gosh. <laughs> really, it's been weeks now. <laughs> I'm working on it. You were 14 yesterday. <laughs> Haven't you learned anything? Um, at this rate, you're going to level up faster than you age. Jeez, probably. Yeah, yeah. you'll be level 15 before you're age 15. <laughs> Uh, so, day breaks, and it's one of those situations where, while it's probably sunny in the rest of the realm, you're barely getting some purple light over the tops of the mountains, and that's how you know it's time to break camp and push on. Um, do you mention anything to Kustalad about the way your night went? Um, Probably in passing, Una will say that she's very hungry. Um, Una, when next we make camp, uh, I will prepare for you a tea that we travel with. Uh, It doesn't provide much sustenance, but it does quell the hunger pangs for a time. Um, It is of quite some use trying to make our way back from the isolated parts of the mountain. I'll try anything. Pavu, do you mention your dreams? This gnome is begging us to either go to him, find him, help him, whatever. The amount of times I almost wandered into the darkness last night at his call is... Too many. One would be enough, but it is more than that. It is, and it is too many. So I, I worry about what we are close to with this gnome, or if he even is a gnome anymore. Can the illithids like project into people's dreams? Is that like a power they have? I know they're know like shit about illithids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Zev probably wouldn't know a lot about like specific details, but she would. I, I think she would know enough to say. <clears throat> They are masters of mind. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. They communicate through telepathy exclusively. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, you know, if, you know, if an illithid is, like, you know, trying to lure people, I feel like showing up as an illithid in somebody's brain is not the most, like, hey, come here, (laughs) kind of thing. In my training with my family, we have taken steps to prevent, to, to strengthen our minds. If you want me to take the lead on this, I will. At least to spare you the the possibility that you might fall into their thrall. A uh, call to point of order as well is that Spellix and a number of goblins not known for their mental acuity have also made their way into these mountains and have emerged unscathed. But something's now actively trying to reach out to us. <sighs> something's been actively trying to reach out to us for weeks. It... In greater intensity, perhaps, Pavu, because we're closer to the site and we'll learn a lot more when we're there, but whatever perceived threat didn't impact goblins. I urge us to proceed with caution and keep our mental faculties at a heightened state, and I admit that that might be one of my weaker points as a member of this party, so if I get all 
smoky-eyed or whatever, you know, just knock me out at the knees. It takes me a minute to get back up. Nighton <laughs> says something in goat, which I recognize as, yeah, I'll just fuck you right up. Take you right down the mountain, bitch. <laughs> it's just like, eh. And yeah. I'm like, yes, Nighton, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> you say the knees are the weakest point, but I say the ribs. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we're just pressing forward then. Okay. Um, yeah, I want to get to this wreck. But I am. But that was my in-character way of saying Zev is proficient in intelligence saves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's good for you. Yeah, must be nice. That must be nice. That's what I'm saying. If we're going to deal directly with something that's going to control our minds, A, I have that, and B, elves can't be charmed easily. Um, darkness. Don't forget darkness. I can see in darkness. She can see in darkness. You can't. So, magic okay. darkness. So we um, should, maybe us three should be up front. Uh, I, I like Pavu being nearby as well, because Pavu could hurt a motherfucker. If we think yeah. there's actually Illithids, Pavu's a liability. He's also fast. He can get to us if need be, and he can walk across our backs and flanks. Are Illithids, like, magic magic users? Psionic. Okay, so, so yes, not, basically magic. But, but like, Mage Slayer? I have, that, I have the Mage Slayer uh, they, do you have abilities that are like spells? It'd be open to Brian's interpretation. Okay. Yeah. Some of them do use actual spells too. Yeah, because I was like, I have a bunch of Mage Slayer stuff where, like, if somebody casts a spell next to me, I can beat them up. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would rule that that will go with telepathy as well. It, it's right. a spell-like effect. It's not going to ping for detect magic for obvious reasons, but it, it will count for actions that are triggered. By yeah, because it's like magical in that, like, we cannot do this here on the the real people, the nerds in the basement plane. Mm. So. Yeah. I just, I, I want to keep track of this because this is actually really useful. If uh, Zev uses her draw ability to create magic darkness, the three of us can stand in it, see perfectly fine, and the Illithids can't. Yeah. I also have the ability to create magical darkness if Zev gets locked out. Love it. D- double do in darkness. I love it. <laughs> I can't see in my magical darkness, but I can sure make it. I also have silence. <laughs> You're more likely to survive in your magical darkness. Which, like, I don't important. know if they use any verbal components. Can we get some table space for a map? You can get as much table space as you want, provided it fits on your table. Oh. <laughs> That's table fair space. assessment. Table space! Fuck yeah. <laughs> Killing illithid babies to save the motherfucking day, yeah! <laughs> I was just thinking, Make I could have eaten that baby. I could have <laughs> eaten that baby. It's not a humanoid, so it, it doesn't count. Uh, it's true, it's aberration, isn't it? It sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's calamari. It's a good snack, so cool. but it's not very filling. Where'd you get this? Ordered it off Amazon. I can send you the link. Please. I think it was like, like 30 bucks. I like the fold-up one I have for travel purposes, but for at home, this would be better. Yeah. All right, this is going to be a rough sketch of what you're looking at. Um, you're going to enter a valley in in uh, in the, the mountains that uh, Spellix will lead you to. And um, obviously, it's dark, so you're seeing silhouettes before you see detail. Um, but you can definitely see what would be the prow of the ship. You know, it's fairly big. Um, and to either side of you are rocky uh, fields, and it's all sort of like snow drifts in here and maybe trees at your back. And um, you realize as you get closer that, like, there are long... You re- you'll recognize them out of game. It's like tentacle-shaped snow mounds where the tentacles that come off the front of the ship are buried underneath the snow. Tent porn! That, that marker is so having none of it. <laughs> yeah, but it gives you an idea. I, I, the marker I purposely, doesn't want to be here. <laughs> purposely made it light because those are just where the snow drifts are, yep. are built up. You know, maybe about 
chest height on a normal sized human. So out like game, we could use it for cover. If you duck down, yeah. Scoot me out of game, it's a nautiloid shape. Yes. Yeah. Which cool. means if you get close enough to see the rear end of it, it's kind of like kind of looks like a snail. Yeah. Kind of looks snail shaped. My friends at the Knights Hall have a full nautiloid shape model and it's fucking That's awesome. awesome. Um, I appreciate, by the way, that we're able to acknowledge this as people who like Spelljammer and then also play these characters who don't know what the fuck Spelljammer is. Because mm. I get a little fanboy kick every time something that I recognize from Spelljammer is in the adventure. They're 9-11 the wide. <laughs> I'm literally every... That's all I can think of every single time. I mean, you, you know how I am with uh, Cosmic Horror, too. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, this is right up my jam. When I saw this was part of the campaign, I'm like, oh, I gotta do this. <laughs> you know, I'm... I'm Enterprises. Mm-hmm. I'm liking this a lot, cool. but I, I... Cosmic Horror was never my jam. Maybe I could turn you around on it. I'll try. Um, so this is what you're looking at uh, if you want to bust out minis. Um, we came in from that end? You're coming in from the microphone end. Um, and because of the natural shape Mike of words? the terrain... <laughs> because of the natural shape of the terrain, uh, your your ability to sort of come in from different angles is limited because there's rocky... It's a valley. Like, yeah, yeah mountains like- on either side of you. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, the goat could probably scale some of this and maybe do the, bring the rope trick up that you've done before and maybe get somebody in an elevated position. But from right now, this is where you stand as far as like being able to get a visual on the ship. One thing that you notice about this, uh, ship is that first of all, it looks like there are several spots where damage has been recently repaired. Um, recently. and second of all, there is one spot where damage has not been, uh, repaired. And it is maybe about 30, 35 feet up on the front of the prow, um, where there is a, a broken out part of the hull where two pink fleshy tentacles are out and they are actively like writhing and like <gasps> flapping in the air. Oh, that's wicked cool. Question for you about the, uh, just so I get the visual of the land. Mm-hmm. These snowdrifts covering up tentacular shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do these snowdrifts climb high enough that you could walk up them to get onto the prow of the ship? You'd have to make some skill challenges when you get to the base of the tentacle to climb up, but yes, they would give you the footing you need to climb up to a higher deck if you wanted to. You also, if you scouted around the base, you could probably find a, a gangplank or an entrance around here. Although, not being familiar with nautiloids, you're not really sure where to start looking, but you'd probably be able to find it. have also got ropes and grappling hooks and shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I just caught that on the end or not, but like, if we got on top of these mounds, do we think we could mount the ship from there? Yeah, that's what he was asking. Yeah, sorry, You'd have to that. make a skill challenge at the end, but it, it is possible because of the footing that those give you. Okay. All right. Any other questions? So can we can see the pink tentacles coming up from the ground, correct? When you get close enough that they are inside of your dark vision or torchlight, yes, you can. You can see the silhouettes against them above the pink-purple sky. And that's something atop the... The, the, I just the probably can see that's like it's like poking out through the hull. Two big tentacles that are just waving in the cold air. Cool. <laughs> and then we all turn around. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wacky waving arm inflatable tube. Man, on the, on the oh, they're selling used cars. It's fine. <laughs> used brains. <laughs> Only used once. Oh, because they're from babies. Yeah. I was going to say they're from UMass. Also that. <laughs> No, those are never used. They're those are like, like new in box, yeah. <laughs> still the shrink wrap. Never opened, mid condition. <laughs> oh, lovely, it's waving to us. <laughs> so what is the uh, marching order and the plan? Um, so if you volunteered, and you're also the quietest among us, why don't you go ahead first? And then uh, I will follow at a reasonable distance, say 30 feet. 
Do we want to pass without trace it? Yes. Just about to um, address it, Papu. Well ben, done. can you do me a favor and just, I'm going to give you a mini for Spellex. I want to keep him on the map as well. Can you just yeah. move him with the party? Unless I tell you otherwise, he's just going to move behind you and stay with you guys. I just want to make sure I know what the... Um, I, Una will, you know, ask Spellex, were, were those tentacles there when you came by? I think I'd remember if they were. What about the repairs? It was much more damaged than this, and a lot of the debris that we had sifted through looking for treasure has been picked up. They have, perhaps to Zev's idea, taken the minds of a few people who are passerby to assist in the repairs. They're here. I feel like Luna should just get inspiration for, like, being a creepy child and like, <laughs> quoting a good horror movie for that. <laughs> They're, they're not tentacles, they're clown arms. <laughs> no. <laughs> we all float down here, or we used to, until we fell out of the fucking sky. If you combine the word clown and the word it, you get the clit. Hiya, Una. We found it. Everything floats down You can't here. read the clit for me that easily, Ben. <laughs> hockey, hockey. <laughs> okay, so if we're, if we're going to pass without trace our way in here, everybody who wants to be covered by pass without trace... All right, let Kate talk. Everything that has to be covered by Pass Without Trace has to be within 30 feet of me. Right. So you should come up with me and Zev, and yeah. you should be in the middle, and then yeah. these guys should tail 30 feet. Yeah, down. agreed. Pavu sandwich. Let's do it. Right. Yep. My beaches. All right. Um, <laughs> so you're going to cast Pass Without Trace on everybody, right? Yes. Well, it, I, it, I cast it, and then whoever wants to be up in it um, is Zev, up in it. everybody. And, and you, it, it can hit everybody if everybody wants it, right? Yes. Okay. I consent. Um... Does everybody consent to being passed without trace? Mm-hmm. Spellex emphatically nods, yes. Great. Knight, I think, about it, and then reluctantly agrees. <laughs> I follow his lead. It's <laughs> not a yes if it's not an enthusiastic yes, Nyantai. You gotta sign a contract. Well, Nyantai also is drunk, so can't give proper consent. He's <laughs> <laughs> been also, drinking since 2 a.m. <laughs> also, Nyantai regenerated like a week ago, so like. Yeah, so are we kind of. Even like, younger than Una. <laughs> kind of like this, then? Uh, if that's the marching order you want to go with, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you can get me a little closer to y'all if you want. Like, I, I can be a little... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nighthead's actually not bad at stealth. He's going to come up with Papa. All right. Um, also, he's not ranged, so... And, and is everybody moving up at the same speed, or are you having one group sort of lag behind and another group sort of search for? I think we're Wizard of Ozing it, where we're all staggered in formation. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Then I would like um, stealth rolls from everybody and perception rolls from everybody. Everybody gets plus two. Yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> so much. What is your stealth? 35. Oh, I had 34! Uh, 18, because I rolled like balls. Um, oh, hang on. Nyantai has 35. Mm. <laughs> uh, perception for me. Perception for Nyantai. Yeah. 15. 15. Um, I credit my perception, which is 26. 17 on my perception. Uh, Nyantai is a 14. Perception. 14 is... Perception. So 14. Perception is 13. Our stealth were 34 and 35. All right, 22 perception. All right. Um, So there were two of you that had an under 19 on stealth, right? Really? Yeah. I had 18. I rolled a three on the die. Yeah. Um, So let's see. Where is Una? Way back? Way in the back, and then Poppy's next to my entire. Okay. Um, So uh, I'm not going to take autonomy away from you when I set the scene a little bit. Oh, I should re-roll both of those, actually. Why? And exhaustion. Well, I mean, you already failed, so yeah. re-rolling is Yeah, what, did you just fail harder? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. 
but you failed. Um, so I, I, you can feel free to add this, but I want to set the stage for you. The first group, Zev and Kuspilad, sort of take careful, measured, purposefully stealthy steps forward. Um, and you can sort of, you can't hear them, but you can feel that, you know, the, your companions are at your back. And movement under the snow catches your eyes. You see, not these tentacles. These tentacles are stationary. Don't worry about that. But there are, like, something slithering underneath the snow, displacing the snow as it piles up. Um, and you stop dead in your tracks because you don't know if it's like tremors and maybe they're feeling your feet. Mm. Um, and you're watching these things go and you can tell that they are unaware of your presence. They're, they seem to be passing you by, but they're making a beeline for the party behind you. Um, you have a moment where you can either warn them that something is coming because it appears that they don't know. Or, well, actually, you, you can't really tell if they don't know or not because you can't see them. Their stealth is good enough that you probably can't pick them up. Um, but you I can 26 perception. 26 perception. And I okay. can see invisible things. Okay. Then you can see them. Um, and you can see that they're probably about to get Shanghai by whatever is hiding underneath the snow. So you have a moment where you can either break stealth and warn them or keep your stealth and hope that you can get in a good, strong, uh, surprise attack, uh, after whatever is about to happen happens. Can I break stealth and also put the shield down like to protect myself? Yeah, that's fine. Um, Zev, are you going to keep your stealth or are you going to break it? Uh, I will keep stealth. Uh, can I use a round to poison my poison my arrows? Um, since they did not detect or, you, I will allow some, you to... I mean, poison my sword, sorry. Yes. Um, I will allow you to use your surprise round to do that. Since you were hidden enough, I'll give you a surprise round. And you won't be able... You won't break stealth. And you can just apply your poison and that'll be your surprise round. Is that yep. fair? And then I'll... I'll have a minute to destroy whatever's here. Okay. Um, Question. Um, yes. The things that are seeing us, are they seeing us by normal means or magical means? There's, well, they're sensing you by normal means. Okay. Because um, we can't be tracked by magical means, so I just wanted to make sure. Yep. Um, specifically, I will tell you that they are tracking your scent. It's, I was going to say it's the actually the opposite. You cannot. You can only be tracked by magical means, but you cannot mm. be tracked by regular means. Oh, except by magical means. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and actually, a quick oh. addendum to what I said. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting the shield down, I'm just going to get on the spoon and hover about 10 feet off the ground. But they're not longer. <laughs> I guess they're not really tracking us. They're just noticing us. Yeah. So, I mean, if you got it, use it. You know? I'm just, like, imagining Kuspilov, like, hovering on this table. I use it for a walking stick, so it's probably really awkward for me. It's just like, shit. Yep. Forget I can do it. Um, by the way, it would cost you a couple of gold to have a blacksmith affix, like, a foot peg on it so that you could just, like, put one foot on it and stand, like, stand just, like, a foot off the ground. Like the fucking pole arms of Flash Gordon? Yeah, I want yeah. that. Um, just a thought. Um, so let's get, um, let's do a fresh round of, of initiatives. Yes. I want to fight monsters so bad. 20. Oh, Alright. Uh, 20 and above. 15 to 20. 15. 15 for Coos. Give me to roll for Spellix. Please. What's the um, bonus? Uh, it's dog shit. Let me find it for you real quick. It's a five on the die. Yes, it wasn't clear. I am going to break stealth in order to give the warning. All right. And that might suck. Which means they won't get a surprise round, but your pass without trace is broken. Worth it. Uh, his bonus will be plus two. He's a seven total. Seven total. He's going to be psi for the purposes of this. Um, and I heard I Zev it. was a 12? Yeah. Uh, anybody else? 10 to 15? We're both 11. 11. We're both 11. 11. All right. We'll puff first. 
What was Fox? Uh, he was a seven. Seven. He'll go last. Um, all right. So as you are creeping up to the foot of the ship, um, Koos and Zev notice something's amiss under the snow. Zev sort of disappears into the shadows. Uh, Koos shouts out a warning. Underfoot. And hops onto his broom. Um, Una and Pavu, uh, you get the benefits of being able to see what's attacking you now, so they, it will not get a surprise round. Um, and I have a artwork for you. More babies. You have more babies attack. It's Bugs Bunny. It's a chamber full of bullets. Oh. Oh! Oh no. Oh shit, that's awesome. Oh no. That is the scene. Oh, is that the ship in the background? That was the ship in the background. Ooh. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. Let's get some combat music rolling. Oh, yeah. This is fucking rad. It crashed on like a flat surface. I was expecting just, to be like It's giving me very big Men in Black 1 Eat Me vibes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll pause the spooky music for now as we're in combat. All right. Coos, you hop on a broom, you get your full turn now. Okay. Um, uh, these these monsters burst from the snow, at the, one at the foot of Uno, one at the foot of Pavu. You guys aren't surprised, but you're in base-to-base combat, for starters. Let's get some monster tokens out, too, please. Yeah. Um, they are large-sized, I believe, so um, just imagine that these tokens are bigger than that. Yeah, they're large-sized monstrosities. They're wrong tokens. But you can go ahead and start describing your turn, Coos. Uh, the first thing I do is, as a bonus action, I uh, tell Nyan Tai where they are, and he can charge them. Okay. So... Nine gets up in it. These carrying crawlers are going to look a shitload like Eddie's for a minute. Mm-hmm. You place one in front of Pavu, one in Aldo. Oh, no, one. Oh, God, they're big. Yeah, they're big boys. Large lads. All right, yeah, so Nine Tai is, uh, as it's popping out of the snow, he's going to double back and then get his charging attack. So, okay. It's probably going to get there. 21. 21 definitely hits. All right, he is charging, so he gets bonus damage. And we're going to say that the one that he's attacking now is A and the other one is B. Ooh, Niantai, you are a beast. Uh, that is going to be uh, 14 points of damage. Ouch. And a DC 14 strength saving throw where they fall prone. Can bugs fall prone? We'll find out. Uh, let's see. Well, Click here to find out. <laughs> they are not immune to the prone condition. Cool. Uh, and the roll is only a 9. All right, so the bug is prone. Okay. I descend from the spoon, calmly land on my feet, and bash this thing twice with a spoon. Okay. Again, I love the indeed. Uh, swing number one is going to be a shit. That is 11 to hit. Uh, 11 will not hit. And swing number two uh, is a little bit better. 15? Uh, 15 hits, yes. All right. Uh, I will not declare a favored foe. I will just bonk this man with my spoon. No shield out because I was riding it. So big damage dice. Woo! Big damage dice. 11 points. Uh, 11 points of damage. All right. Uh, I still have movement left, so I get back in the spoon. I go 20 feet straight up. Okay. You are now hovering 20 feet in the air. <laughs> a superhero Ooh, landing. This is a good... Oh, apparently. Not a late fight. I think Godzilla has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is Zev's turn, and then Pavu is on deck. Okay, well, attacking from stealth. Yes. With a poisoned weapon. Always a fun time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, def- I definitely hit. Call me tomorrow when you're done figuring out your damage. With a 20. <laughs> 26 to hit, and then make a con save first to withstand the poison. DC 10. Um, that is an eight. Amazing. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna need an extra D4 because I, I can't find. Pointy <laughs> boy. Thank you. Good rogues. Love it. It's, pre- it's a pretty good life. What track is this? this is awesome. Sounds like something from Jason Graves. How'd my kid do? <laughs> yeah, three. It's pretty good. Actually, this track is called Battle Ice Wind Dale. 
Mm. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's almost like it knew. It's very on brand. All right, so the piercing damage is 19 magical. Woof. And the poison damage will be an extra three. All right, so three, three, six. It's still up, but it is fucked up. That's fine. Who's after me, by the way? After you is Pavu, and then Una. This, okay. This plug is dead before it's going to uh, I'm assuming Pavu's going to be punchy, so mastermind assist. <laughs> All right. You are now assisted, Pavu. Um, so th- that gives me advantage on one of my rolls. On your first, on your first oh, attack. You have advantage okay. anyway because it's prone. Give it to Una. Oh, it's, oh yeah, I forgot it. that it was prone. Yeah. Uh, uh, Guna. Guna. Um, Big Guna. Big Guna. She's 30 feet away. Oh, yeah. She's not very close, is she? No. Well, she would have yeah, She would have been within Pavu, but not me. So Just um, save it. Save it. Yeah. Uh, or I can do the smart thing and just disengage. As a there you go. Action. Get the fuck away from the bug. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. And that's it. All right. Then it is Pavu's turn, and then Luna. Okay. Um, like it's it's looking like fucked up. Yeah. Like fucked. Okay. I'm gonna start with one attack and then go from there. Yep. Um, that's with advantage. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be twenty-two. Yeah, that's. Um, and I'm gonna roll. Uh, oh, max damage. That's nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Is it not down yet? It is dead. It's dead? Okay, it cool. Dead. I'm going to go over and punch the one next to Una. Okay. Because I got more punches to go. Your hat fell Woo-hoo. off. Now you're a wizard again. <laughs> yeah, don't be a wizard. Uh, that's going to be a 14. 14 will hit. Okay. I'm going to punch him. And that's an eight points of punch. And you know, I'm going to do a martial arts attack too because I can. That's a crit! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be six plus 12 points. 12, 12. points. Alright. Alright, that is all for Babu. Yeah. Una, then monster. Oh, good. I should actually bother attacking this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Una, who has been sort of stumbling through the snow because her she's starting to get very hungry and like the shivers that you get when you're hungry and just like can't keep warm. So this thing pops up out of the snow and she sort of stumbles and put her puts her arms out like this and uh, I hit it with two shots of Elders Blast. Nice. Or I don't. You might. Um that is a ten and a fourteen. The fourteen will hit. Fourteen will hit. Yeah! Or eight points of damage. Nice, nice, Big nice, hit. nice. Alright. It's still trucking, but that definitely left a mark. Do you have anything else you'd like to do on your turn? That's, that's all I got. <laughs> Alright. Uh, the monster is upset by this, but it is not dissuaded from its course. Um, it is going to make two attacks. One with the tentacles, one with its bite. The tentacle attack will be a 15 to hit. On me? On you. Uh, yes. Alright, you take four points of poison damage. Ooh. And you need a DC 13 saving throw. This please. is gonna be bad. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's the shaking a, will stop. That's a con save, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah right. especially the shaking in that's her That's a heart. nine. <laughs> a nine. You are paralyzed for one minute. Uh, then it's going to bite you. Emphasis on the peril, because... Which I believe... Now you have advantage in your Instacrit. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna hurt. That's right. We got yeah. some spells. So it does, let's see, the bite is 2d4 plus 2, so it will be 4d4 plus 2. 4, 8, 
plus two is 13 points of damage. Oh. Piercing damage, if it matters. She didn't do the, you know, I'm dead sigh. Just the ouch <laughs> sigh. Um, you may repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. And if you do, you'll end at the poison. That is the monster's whole turn. Um, it is Spellix. What is Spellix going to do about this? Cry. He cast a spell. That's his name. It's in his fly. name, yeah. If he doesn't cast a spell. <laughs> I'm a barbarian. Spell axe. <laughs> A-X. Axel <laughs> <Hexel> Folly. Let's <laughs> see. I'll make a ranged attack roll. Actually, is he base to base? No, he's five feet away. Okay, good. Uh, I'll make a ranged attack roll that will hit. Um, he will do 2d10 points of fire damage. Whoa. Stuart Chatwood here is great for elephant fighting music. Uh, he does 12 points of fire damage to this thing while launching a firebolt at it. Um, and then uh, backpedals about 10 feet and creates a little bit of distance. Uh, that's Spellix's turn. We are back around to Kuspilad. Cool. Um, we are going to have Nyantai uh, do the charging. Uh, he can't get a full 20-foot start this time around, so he's just going to do a regular charge. Uh, that is a major fail zone, so okay. Nyantai goes and runs right past him. Um, and then since we're already gang-beating this bug, I'm just going to land next to it on my spoon, pull the spoon out, and then beat the shit out of this bug with it. With your spoon and magic helmet. Bugs, 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 bugs. Ooh, one of these rolls is shit, and the other one's only marginally better. Does a 12 hit? 12 does not hit. I failed on both of those attacks. You shouldn't have done that. Well, I rolled a 2 and a 6. All Sorry, right. I tried. Yep. Uh, that's it for Kus, then, right? Yep. All right, Zev, it is your turn. Pavu, you are on deck. Okay. I have three plus six attacks. I will attempt to hide first. Okay. Go ahead and give that a roll. 24. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I will stealthily... Holy shit. I will stealthily move up and attack with advantage. All right. Being a rogue is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, not a crit, but I'm sure I hit with a 20. Yes. And I uh, make a DC 10 pound save. Uh, no. Cool. So two poison damage. Okay. On top of... 20 piercing. Okay. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, that is enough to kill this bug. Oh, nice. Sweet. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's let it not kill the most magically charged she takes member of our party who can do the most damage. She takes really. advan- advantage of uh, Nye and Ty is kicking up a whole bunch of snow, and from that cloud just comes out. Yeah. Right, also, mandibles. <laughs> also, because Una is paralyzed, and I assume we're in dim light, she's paralyzed with this look of absolute fear and you just see her pop out of existence because she goes invisible because she can't move or take any action. That's amazing. You inked. Guys, we need invisible.